This is the Stealth Body Podcast, episode number 17. Welcome to the Stealth Body Podcast, the unconventional fitness and nutrition podcast discussing topics in kettlebell training, performance nutrition, and other unconventional methods for fat loss, muscle building, and peak performance. My name is Scott Ardella. Thanks for joining me. Please remember this information is for your background information only. As always, please consult your healthcare provider prior to beginning any exercise or nutritional program. Thanks. Hey, this is Scott, and welcome to the uh, next episode of the Stealth Body Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here joining me for this episode. Uh, this is going to be a great one. Um, you know, I think they've all, all these interviews have been just outstanding. I mean, I, I really feel fortunate to interview the people. Every single person that comes on the show really brings a lot of knowledge and a lot of passion and a lot of valuable information. So I, I hope that, uh, you know, you take something away from these interviews, something that you can take action on. And this one is, is no different. Uh, this interview features a chat that I had with Tim Anderson, uh, Tim is a RKC level two. He's a functional movement specialist. He's a, a certified kettlebell uh, functional movement specialist. He's a personal trainer and he's author of the great book called Becoming Bulletproof. And I highly recommend this book. I'm going to have a link to this book in the uh, show notes. It's about 10 bucks. It's a very practical guide. It's a short read. And, you know, this system this becoming bulletproof system that we're going to talk about makes a lot of sense. And I'm going to shoot straight with you that I have to understand why, okay? I'm a why guy and I have to understand the rationale for doing something before I do it. And the more that I learn about this system, the more that it makes sense to me. And you're going to hear all about it and you know the rationale behind it and what the benefits are and things like that. And it really relates to fundamental movement. And then how that uh, translates to improving your performance and improving whatever fitness goals that you have. So again, I'm a why guy and it makes a lot of sense to me. And this uh, becoming bulletproof, this uh, kind of fundamental movement training, you're going to hear a lot about this in the future. This is something that's going to literally explode in the fitness area right now. It already is. And I'm signed up to do a couple of workshops myself in the near future and uh, to learn more about it. And what's really interesting is it really kind of goes back to my training as a physical therapist and some of the training that I've had in motor control and developmental patterns. Uh, So again, I'm not going to, I won't talk too much about that right now. We'll talk about that in the interview. But it really makes a lot of sense to me. And I'm really glad to see that this is coming, I don't want to say coming back, but really coming to the forefront in fitness because there's been some things that have been missing in fitness and things that can make a big difference, a huge difference. And that's really what this is all about. So uh, what I want you to do also is stick around for the end of this show because I'm going to tell you about uh, a workshop that's coming up that you may be interested in uh, down here in South Florida. I signed up for it myself and I think it's going to be fantastic and it's going to incorporate some of these uh, fundamental uh, training principles in the workshop. That's just a piece of it. Uh, So I'll, I'll share with you what that is at the end of the episode. And again, really enjoy this interview with Tim. He's a great guy, just super genuine, one of the nicest guys, you know, 
I'll ever talk to. I mean, just a super straight shooter, uh, really offers a lot of uh, valuable information. Really recommend this book. Uh, again, uh, I recommend a lot of books, and, and you should be reading a lot of books, I mean, because it'll always make you better. Uh, we say if you take away one thing from a book and take action on it, then, then it was worth your time to, to read that book. And this is a really uh, short, easy read. It's a very practical guide for the system. It's 10 bucks. I mean, you know, so go check it out. Becoming Bulletproof by Tim Anderson. Um, I do want to let you know that I did have a couple of technical challenges with the interview. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, just had to, It didn't have anything to do with the equipment, but kind of the software uh, that we were using for the conversation. Uh, so I think that I have this all figured out now. Uh, unfortunately, I did have a little bit of a glitch with this interview, but I, I think I was able to smooth it over as best I could. So I apologize in advance for that, but you will get the key messages from the interview in this session. So here we go with the interview with Tim Anderson. Today, I'm very fortunate to have fellow RKC Tim Anderson on the line. Tim is the author of the great book and training system, Becoming Bulletproof. First, Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I think this will be a fantastic interview, actually. Hey, Scott, thank you for, for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. You know, I always learn a lot from every interview I do, so I know this is going to be a good uh, experience for me. Uh, before we get started discussing Becoming Bulletproof, I wanted to ask if you could share a little bit about yourself and what you do. Um, well, I am a personal trainer in a very small town in North Carolina. Uh, the town is called Fuquay Verena. Uh, I usually just tell people I live close to Raleigh, so there's not, not as much confusion. Sure, yeah. Uh, I, up until last year, I was a professional firefighter for 12 years, um, while I also, I also moonlighted as a personal trainer on the side. And uh, like I said, last year, I switched and became a full-time personal trainer, and I no longer am a firefighter. Oh, wow. That's, that's cool. I mean, I, I guess that's, um, a cool thing that you, you know, moved into this, uh, full time. Well, it was honestly, for me, it was just the biggest blessing, uh, for my family because it, it, it allowed me to be at home more with my kids and my wife. So it was a really good thing for us. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, another question I want to ask before we discussed becoming bulletproof. And I always ask this for the, um, for, for most of the kettlebell people that I interview, but, um, how did you get started in kettlebells? You know, uh, it's funny. I, I was at a, uh, a used fitness equipment uh, place one day, and this guy asked me if I had ever seen a kettlebell, and I said no. And he recommended that I just check out uh, a Dragon Door website and, uh, and look at this guy called Pavel. And, <laughs> you know, I did. I rented or I rented. I bought a DVD uh, called the Russian Kettlebell Challenge. Yep. And it was love at first sight. Wow. Wow. So that was your first instruction was with the DVD. And uh, how long after that until you got, um, I guess, qualified instruction? Uh, comrade, I used the kettlebell for about uh, probably four years. Um, really? To the RKC. Wow. Wow. Okay. So as you know, once I went to the RKC and got the official instruction, um, which yep. was totally different from learning off of a DVD. Absolutely. But, yeah. <laughs> What, let me ask you this. Uh, what was the hook with kettlebells for you? You know, I had uh, lifted, uh, I guess, traditional weightlifting for probably 13 years before I found the kettlebell. Okay. And the hook, I guess, for me was that it was so different. Yeah. And I knew it was 
a, definitely a big hook for me when I would go to bed at night thinking about how I was going to use the kettlebell the next day. So that was, that was when I knew that I was extremely hooked on it. Yeah. 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 It's kind of similar for me. You know, I mean, as soon as I got that kettlebell, um, you know, I would say really that first workout, I was hooked. Um, the big hook for me was when I took a workshop a few months after training and realized I was doing everything wrong, you know, from, from reading a book and, and that was really enlightening to me. But when I learned how to do it right, then it was like, Oh my gosh, just took things to a whole new level. So absolutely. And that's what I was talking about. Like just learning off the DVD. I was close, but I wasn't on the mark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well said. All right. So let's move on to talking about um, your book. Okay. So you have a book called Becoming Bulletproof. And I wonder if you could explain to people uh, what is the big concept of Becoming Bulletproof and and who did you write this book for? Well, I guess basically Becoming Bulletproof is my idea that the body is resilient, that it's supposed to be resilient and that we're not fragile. Um, And it's, it's really the idea that we should be able to engage in whatever activities we want to without without you know fear of getting injured, or we should be able to engage in them. Um, and that so really, this book is for anyone that wants to enjoy their life and, and and get out there and do the things that they think they should be able to do. Okay. So is it? Would you say it's more to along the lines of injury prevention is kind of the 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 underlying theme of. Well, I guess I guess some people would probably say injury prevention, and with me though, I, I think of it as just more or less it's uh, regaining what we were supposed to have. If that makes any sense, um, you know, a lot of the movements and the just the the physical abilities that we're supposed to have that maybe we've lost through the years. Yeah, I think that's that's a great um, explanation, and I'd love to hear you explain maybe. So you know, we hear a lot about how movement is so important for each of us. And you kind of just said that, you know, we lose that ability to move well, especially the, the fundamental movements. And you really address a lot of these fundamental movements in your book. Um, why do you think that we lose this um, ability to move as we as we get older? I mean, I, there's certain uh, obviously, you know, reasons why, um, you know, just with aging and things. But w- why is it so important to maintain that fundamental movement? You know, I, I actually think age has very little to do with it. I think we lose our movements and our abilities because we're taught how to lose them. Um, you know, we spend all these wonderful years developing as a child and then we end up uh, going to school yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're taught how to sit still for six hours a day versus, you know, we went through a life of moving all day long and then we're taught to sit still. And then through the conveniences of life and our normal, uh, just a normal life, uh, there's chairs everywhere. And, Lo and behold, suck you in, and we just don't get out of them too often. And you know, the body truly is a, a use it or lose it uh, body. So we actually, you know, we're using our sitting patterns more than our moving pattern, and we lose our moving patterns. Right, right. Now you talk a lot of, you know, a lot about the fundamental movements. Can you talk? Can you tell people, <laughs> listeners that may not be familiar with becoming bulletproof, what are the fundamental movements, and and what should we be doing to regain them? Well, as far as uh, becoming bulletproof goes, the fundamental movements um, inside of that are mostly just uh, like things you would do when you're a baby, like 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 spending time on the floor, learning how to to roll over. <laughs> I mean, yeah. as simple as it sounds, it's actually a huge deal. 
um, you know, even just knowing how to crawl. Uh, it, it is amazing uh, the the adults that I have come across that that can't even crawl. Yeah. You know, I th- I think that's really interesting. You know, rolling and crawling, and um, you know, we we have these these skills as we're we're infants, and you know, like you said, we we lose them over time for the reasons that we talked about. How does this tie into uh, strength training? Well, that's uh, that's a good question because you because rolling and crawling are so well they're. I guess you just wouldn't see them as a, a strong activity. They do is they lay the foundation for strength training. And what I mean is, is that if you can roll and you can crawl well, you're actually building reflexive strength um, and stability, and you're actually preparing your body to do things like uh, strength training. So I guess if if you don't have the ability to roll well or crawl well or or any of those other movements that you do as a child, you really are playing kind of a, a roulette game if it, when it comes to strength training if you don't the simple basic uh, foundation laid out for you. Okay. So if you don't have those those foundational movements, then then basically someone would be more at risk for injury, uh, especially if they're doing a higher level type of training or maybe exercises that they, they probably shouldn't be doing because they can't do the, the fundamentals, right? Absolutely. And it, it doesn't even have to be strength. As somebody that they they love the idea and they 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 love running, but every time they go out running, they end up with an injury. Um, and it may simply be because they don't have rotational stability. You know, they may not if they may not have the ability to run on the floor well, and but they're out there and run and you know transfer all these forces through their body, and then they end up with maybe some nagging injuries or or aggravating issues. Okay. Um, so, what what types of results have you seen? with your clients. I I'm assuming that you probably do this with, with all of your clients. You do all these fundamental uh, training skills with all of your clients. Is that correct? Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, I, I, I really won't train anybody um, that, that I don't introduce this to. Um, and mostly though, because I mean, I'm, I'm making sure that they, they're starting with a good, you know, with a good start. Uh, and as as far as results go, I man, I've seen some amazing, amazing things. Um, I've seen people not be able to, to do a simple lunge to you know introducing crawling to them where they can lunge like a champion. I mean, just just all kinds of things. I've seen people's postures dramatically improve. I've seen I've seen people just just walk around feeling better. I've, I've seen them get happier. I've seen, oh, just, you know, um, not just physical characteristics, but emotional yeah. care, uh, emotional attributes um, come to light. Wow. So it's it's just been really a very, very neat experience. And I'm fortunate my clients are gracious enough to, to trust me when I show them how to crawl or roll around on the floor like a baby um, and they <laughs> end up doing it anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm curious. You mentioned um, posture improvement. Is there anything specific that you would um, attribute to improving posture, or is it kind of a combination of all the the things that you do? I know uh, really spending time on on all fours, like uh, in the book, uh, um, that actually helps align the posture. Um, from a child developmental standpoint, that's actually how we we learn our posture. Is that being on all fours like that sets the curves in your spine, um, and and really adults. Okay. They just have bigger bodies than kids do, um, but it's it's amazing how 
the body will start to to go back to the things that it wants to do once we start introducing those fundamental developmental patterns again. Right. Um, you know, a big concept that you wrote about is this concept of pressing reset. So what it, what is pressing reset and why is that so important? Okay, so, you know, I don't know if, you, if you've ever been in the technological world, but everybody's had this happen where, say, your computer crashes or, or something's <laughs> just malfunctioning electronically. And sometimes the biggest, best fix is just to shut it off and shut it back on again, like a reset button. Yep. Um, so... So for me not having any better way to explain it, um, I called the uh, the resets in the book, the rolling, the crawling, the rocking, um, and the cross crawls. I just called them resets because for for a wonderful reason that are still really beyond me, they actually made things start working right in the body. Like like I was saying, like you know maybe they would fix somebody's posture, maybe they would they would you know help somebody run run better all of a sudden or squat better all of a sudden it was just it you know I, we just noticed that just doing those simple moves really cleaned up a person's overall movement wow um you know this might sound like a kind of a weird question but so you you basically implement all of these strategies the rolling crawling you know primitive type patterns with all of your your clients how do they how do they respond to that um it, because it it just seems like i mean i guess the question is do you have to go back and kind of explain the rationale you know why rolling and why crawling or do people just kind of gravitate to that and just accept that as kind of part of their their program well like i'm i'm quirky um so my clients i guess they see how i get all excited when i'm trying to explain something to them and, yeah. and a lot of times they'll just buy into me but the coolest thing with the resets is that I have been able to take resets and instantly show someone an improvement, like as they've done the reset. So that alone gives me huge buy-in when I'm trying to get somebody to comply um, with, you know, crawling on the floor or rolling. Right. And how much coaching, I guess, do you have to do with rolling and crawling and, and these fundamental movements? Do you find that there is a lot of correction and and um, fixes that you have to do to get these patterns the way that they, they should be to, to restore those patterns? It's really uh, individual specific. You know, some people have let cells go further than others. Um, and the cool thing about the research is that you don't have to be like, there's not a lot of specificity. It's just, you're just simply getting down there and you're learning how to move all over again. It's not that you don't know how to move. You're just trying to to bring those things back to your remembrance. Yeah. So and like there's a it's hard like like take rolling for instance. I don't know how many different ways you can roll, but just getting down on the floor and spending time rolling, you're starting to to engage in a movement that your body used to know how to do, and 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 just by doing so, a lot of good learning and proprioception, um, proprioceptive learning is taking place. But after you get, you know, squared away, every, you know, it's really easy to get somebody to, to teach somebody how to crawl. Right. I mean, none of the resets are really complicated. They're all very, very simple, and the body really does know how to do them. It's just, just remembering them. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because it's not like you're learning, you know, new things. It's really kind of, it's relearning. Again, like you said, it's something that we've all done, 
And, you know, over time we've, we've maybe lost that ability to, to do some of these um, really fundamental things. So it's just kind of a matter of relearning. And of course, everyone is going to be different and uh, some people may pick it up faster than others. And um, that just goes along the lines with any type of training, really. Uh, so you mentioned some of the, the big benefits. Uh, well, some of the benefits, kind of the, the posture related and, the, you know, actually the, the, the mood enhancement, things like that. What else have you seen um, as far as benefits and maybe specifically in terms of strength and performance training? Um, well, like I said earlier, I, I have seen just movement cleanup in general, like say a squat or uh, swings, like for kettlebell swings get better. I've seen press strength uh, increase uh, kind of pretty quickly on the spot. Uh, so again, just, just, Strength for for the benefits for strength training. If a person is moving better, then when they're actually putting a load on their body, well, they're moving that load better as well. So just cleaning up the movement can actually enhance the strength pretty quickly. Okay, I, I think that makes a lot of sense um, because I think a lot of this has to do with um, you know core. Well, uh, I, I hate to use that word core, but really that's what it is. Is kind of core instability, and you, you know when you're you know, learning how to crawl better and roll better and things like that. You're strengthening your, your spinal stabilizers, your abdominals, your, your hip uh, musculature and things like that. And that's going to uh, translate to improve performance in things like you said, like the press, the swing and other uh, strengthening and conditioning exercises. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you hit the, you hit the nail on the head. So, and, and it is, I guess the word core, it, it, it's a cuss word now, but it's really not. I mean, it shouldn't be, so, right. but, but like, so you're centered, um, and all the resets are doing is really, if you want a, a, a easy way to explain it is that they are just waking up the core, so to speak, um, reflexively. And, and the cool yeah. thing about that is, is, is that if your core is woke up or, it, you know, everything's working the way it's supposed to, when you grab a heavy weight and you go to move it. Well, everything's firing the way you want it to be, um, so you're a lot less likely to get hurt, and you're a lot more likely to actually do what you want to with that heavy weight. Yeah. Now, now, how do you use your approach, the Becoming Bulletproof approach, in your training? This is really a big question I had, and do you always use it as part of a, a warm-up, or um, sometimes is it just the program or sometimes will you finish with some of these exercises? How do you, how do you, what, what's the best strategy to kind of bring this together? And of course, again, I really realizing that everyone is different, but how do you most commonly use this approach in a training program? Man, I am, uh, I'm OCD. And <laughs> so I'm really good at, uh, repetition. And okay. with all of my, with all of my clients, I always start them out with a, like a five minute warm up of just doing the reset. And the biggest reason I do that is because I know if they're doing it with me, at least they're doing it with me, even if they're not sticking with it, you know, as far as their homework goes at home. Yes. Um, and there's, then there's no reason not to, because like if you did all four of them, the way I prescribed in the book, it may take you two minutes. I, I usually start everybody out with uh, doing the resets and during their training, uh, if, if I think that their move, movements are getting sloppy um, or they just don't seem like they're moving as well as they should be and they're not tired and they're not hurt and they're not overworked, I'll, I'll implement some resets right in the middle of their training to see if I can't clean up their movement. Okay. And I, and I always, um, since the concept is pressing reset, I, especially if they're working out really, really hard after the is over, 
I literally try to press reset with them and get the body back right. And so that they, you know, that I send them home on their way feeling good. And I know I just, again, peace of mind from that, that they should be moving well. Right. Right. And is, and I want to make sure that I, you know, very clear on the understanding. So is pressing reset primarily the, the rolling and the crawling or is there um, a lot more to it There's, than that? In the book, um, for me, the pressing reset would be it's either rolling, crawling, rocking, or, or even cross crawl, um, where you're touching the opposite elbow to the opposite knee. Yes. Um, okay. And and again, all four of those, you know, it wouldn't take it takes hardly any time to implement all four of those um, sure. as a warm up, or even in the middle of a, in the middle of a workout session. Now, I don't, I won't do all four during the middle of the session. Um, I'll just I'll pick one that I think will be the most helpful, depend you know based off of what I'm seeing in the individual. Okay. Uh, and then, but at the end for a cool down, I you know I will go back to all four because it's just too it's really just too simple not to do. Um, and 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 the worst that can happen, I mean, the worst that can happen is it's just you're you're reinforcing reflexive strength and stability, you know, in a gentle gentle way. The big question is, is, you know, why should people take action on this? And what, why is this so important after listening to this interview? Well, I guess the biggest reason a person should take action is, is that if, if they want to be healthy, um, like, so say we live, we get to, say we're fortunate enough to live into our 70s or our 80s, wouldn't it be great to be able to still walk around, to walk up a flight of steps without being in pain or yeah, I think it would just be awesome to not even worry about being bedridden, you know, in your mid-60s to 80s. Look how many years that would be. Um, you know, and when I was at the fire department, I went on a lot of EMS calls and rest homes with people that were, you know, some of them were in their upper 50s, 60s, 70s. And, and life is not supposed to be that way. You shouldn't spend that 20 years life having other people wait on you and feed you and change your clothes. Right. I think that we're uh, we were designed to be a lot more resilient than that, and I think that we actually had this perfect design that we have not taken advantage of, and we just let it go. Um, so, to me, the biggest reason for action would be so that we can enjoy life. I mean, who who wants to have grandchildren but never get to go out there and play with them? Right. I mean, that's what's the point? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's just more to this life uh, that we could enjoy if we would just simply engage um, in simple movies. If, you know, again, and most of it is there's just so much convenience around us that that we just don't move often enough. And that is such an easy, easy fix. And, and literally five minutes a day, and if you want to break it down, five minutes a day could make the biggest difference between enjoying your life and just, just being here. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think anybody really truly just wants here. I think that if you are here, you probably enjoy your life. Right. You know, it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's an amazingly simple concept, you know, um, you know, the pressing reset and, you know, simple actions, like you said, you know, five minutes a day, but it, it seems to matter so much, you know, again, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, the, the, these fundamental movements are really like the foundation of, of our movement, our quality of movement and, you know, our strength and performance training. And, and if we don't have that, if we, if we have bad fundamental movement, you know, there's, there's a crack in that foundation and it, it sounds like your approach is such an easy fix. So I think that's what I, I really love about it. You know, it's not a lot. Um, it's not overly complicated. It doesn't take a lot of time, but yet the value, um, is so, 
there's so much upside to it. So now I know that you're doing um, a workshop around this. Uh, is this a series of workshops or is this just um, one workshop that you're, you're doing with additional training on this? Well, this is the, it, this first workshop, I guess is one workshop, but we do plan to have following workshops um, to be determined at a later date. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is the full intent is to make it a series of workshops. Yes, sir. And that's you and uh, Jeff Newport. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. My buddy, Jeff Newport, um, who is insanely brilliant, um, very, <laughs> yeah. very, very good at, good at what he does. Oh, um, he definitely he's a tremendous, is. Yeah. Tremendous coach. But we will be doing our first workshop uh, September 29th, and it will be at the Skill of Strength, which is owned by Mike Perry, Mike and Amanda Perry, who are also fellow RKCs. And that's going to be in the Boston, Massachusetts area. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I was hoping that you were going to say that there was going to be uh, additional workshops um, because I think as more people learn about this, you know, learn about your book and, you know, becoming bulletproof and, the, you know, this, this approach, um, you know, I think this, again, I just think the fundamental primitive movement is so, so important. And that's really why I wanted to, to get you on to do this interview. So that's great that, uh, you're going to be doing additional workshops. And I think, uh, you and Jeff will be a great team to, to, uh, train people around this. Where, where can people purchase this book? I know it's on Amazon, uh, dot com. It's a Kindle book. It's also a physical book. And um, I believe you have a, a website where people can purchase the book as well. Yes, I do. Um, if, if people want to just learn more about the book in general, there's, the website is uh, becoming. And from that, they can buy uh, they can buy the electronic book or they can buy a physical copy. And they can also go from there to Amazon or iTunes and buy it from uh, those sites as well. Excellent. And I have a I have a book that's attached to that website that I wrote called Pressing Reset, um, which is a, a a book that is a good book. It really breaks down the reset a little bit further and how to easily implement them into your into your life. Excellent. Well, you know there was kind of a fade out when you mentioned that, but the website is becomingbulletproof.net. Again, that is becomingbulletproof.net. Excellent. So you wrote that book after becoming bulletproof? Uh, yes, sir. Excellent. Yeah, I haven't um, haven't read that one yet. I know I, I got that from you, but I didn't um, read that one yet. But uh, looks looks excellent. Any other um, books or products that you'd like to mention for listeners? I, I believe you have a couple things out there, and I'm curious to learn about them myself. Um, well, I do have a couple of, uh, well, or at least one DVD that I'm really fond of uh, that I made with John Brookfield, and it's called the Beyond Bodyweight Training System. And it is, the really cool thing about that DVD is that it's a, an, a progressive extension um, from Becoming Bulletproof. Um, basically, we, we took some of the ideas from Becoming Bulletproof and kind of played with, with, with the reset, so to speak, under loads. Um, and it was just it was just really fun to do and just not to be able to work with. So, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm really fond of that particular DVD. Excellent. And if people want to learn more about that or anything else, um, for that matter, that I'm I'm kind of attached to, um, I have a website called tim-anderson.net. Tim-anderson.net. Okay. Yes, sir. And I'll make sure to post the uh, links for all the stuff in the show notes for this episode as well. And uh, that'll be great. Excellent. Any uh, final thoughts or recommendations for Becoming Bulletproof as we wrap up? If, my only final thought is, is that this is 
something that everybody should at least take a look at. Um, and even if you don't do the reset, you need to find ways to just get out there and move, just move around. Um, life is short, and we need to find ways to enjoy it, just find ways to move. And, Scott, I just, I really just want to thank you for, again, for thinking of me and having me on your podcast. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, well, t- Tim, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, you've, I mentioned you've kind of been on my list for a while. Um, I, I did purchase the book a while back. And, you know, I think with some other things kind of moving forward, I think there's going to be a lot more increased awareness around this book. It's a very simple book, but a very valuable book. And, um, you know, I read it, I was just, you know, I, I used to be a physical therapist, you know, so, you know, kind of the, the rolling and the crawling and some of these developmental patterns, I remember going through when I was in PT school and learning how important this is. So I think it's great that it's actually coming back now because again, um, the value of it is, is so high based on the things that we've talked about. If you don't have these fundamental movements, then potentially, you know, you're, you're at risk for, for injury and you're not probably, well, you're not probably, you're, you're not moving as well as you should be. So, um, it's a great book. It's concise. It's a simple program and it offers high value, um, and major benefits. So I definitely recommend, uh, getting the book, uh, becoming bulletproof. So Tim, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and, uh, I'll see you again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. You got it. There you have the interview with Tim Anderson. I hope that you got a lot out of it. I know that I learned a lot, as I always do. Be sure to check out Tim. Uh, I will attach the uh, links to his website and the book in the show notes for this episode. Uh, Obviously, he mentioned a workshop. That workshop already took place, but he does have another workshop in the books, although I believe it is sold out. But I'm sure that there will be more workshops moving forward. So I'll attach links to Tim's website and his book in the show notes for this episode. I do apologize for the audio. I know that there were some audio glitches there. Uh, that was really due to the connection status that we had. Uh, it was, wasn't anything with the equipment or anything like that. Um, unfortunately, it kind of is what it is. I didn't want to ask Tim to go and do that interview all over again. I thought that um, you know the, the key concepts you hopefully took away from it and were able to hear it. I did my best to kind of smooth it out a little bit with some editing as best I could. But, uh, you know, I, I still think the interview came out great and you were able to take some key learnings away from it. You know, this primal movement um, stuff is really going to blow up in the fitness industry. Uh, you know, Tim and, and what he talked about is becoming Bulletproof System is awesome. Uh, there's other things out there as well. Um, if, you're, if you're interested in learning more about it, uh, definitely check out a website called primalmove.com. Uh, you'll find some really interesting at that website. And I will have information uh, about that type of training as well coming in the future, uh, in future episodes, I should say. And also check out dragondoor.com if you're, if you're interested in those workshops. Uh, again, I'm not going to talk too much about that here. I will save that for future episodes, but really, really interesting stuff uh, going on with this uh, type of training. Uh, I did mention a seminar in the beginning of the show. And why, why I mentioned that is because it actually ties into the topic here kind of along those primal movement uh, patterns. There's a, a seminar that I recently just found out about. It is down here in South Florida. It is in mid-January, and it is being led by Dan John, Mark Rifkind, and uh, Tom Furman. These guys are legendary uh, fitness trainers and coaches, and you know, no question about it, uh, there's going to be a ton of wisdom in that workshop. Uh, a piece of it is around uh, tri- primal movement, um, so that's why I wanted to mention that. 
Uh, I, and I will attach a link for that workshop in the show notes. I have nothing to do with it at all. I, I'm actually going as a participant, and I thought it's a really, really interesting, a really uh, valuable, great workshop. And I would just simply share that if you have interest in uh, attending that workshop, because when you have an opportunity to hear from three guys like that, uh, definitely it's something you don't want to pass up if you can if you can make it happen. For me, it just so happens that I live in South Florida, so it works out perfectly. So I, I signed up uh, when I found out about it. So that's why I wanted to mention it. Again, that link will be in the show notes. Please let me know if I can help with anything in the future as far as if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to discuss in the future episode of the podcast. I have some really great ideas. And uh, again, I'm always in, uh, in the process of setting up interviews to bring valuable, uh, unique information to the show. So thank you so much uh, for listening. Again, if you have questions, uh, comments or topics, email me at scott at stealthbody.com. Again, that's scott at stealthbody.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time on the podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Stealth Body Podcast. You can find Scott and many more valuable tips and resources you need to be ultra fit at stealthbody.com. And be sure to grab Scott's free reports that'll help you maximize your results. Go to StealthBody.com right now to get instant access to your free bonuses and build a fit, strong, and powerful stealth body.